Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Harry Glorikian is a global healthcare entrepreneur, podcaster, and author. For over three decades, he's built multiple successful ventures in the healthcare space, and he's well known for being at the forefront of helping invest in and grow innovative healthcare companies that are tackling groundbreaking areas of healthcare and biotechnology. Harry holds an MBA from Boston University and a bachelor's degree from San Francisco State University. In his latest book, The Future You, How Artificial Intelligence Can Help You Get Healthier, Stress Less, and Live Longer, Glorikin explores how AI is disrupting healthcare and what you need to know to navigate the new medical paradigm and improve your health in monumental ways, starting today. In this episode, we talk about big data and the power of merging this information with AI and wearables. You'll learn how doctors are treating once incurable diseases by rewriting our DNA and how AI is helping them diagnose different cancers and prescribe treatments more precisely. We explore how smartphone and smartwatch technology can help us reach health and fitness goals and sometimes to even predict and survive a health emergency. According to Harry Golorikian, there's quite literally nothing about health and wellness that won't be utterly transformed by the power of AI. This episode focused on the future you is a preview on what's coming and what is already here for us to use. I've been in the industry my whole career. Um, and so I bring my industry expertise and understanding you know, how we make these products, how we bring them to market, how we get, you know, um, regulatory clearances and get them reimbursed. And then how do they get integrated into, you know, people's lives? And right now we're at the point where many of these technologies can be used by anybody, um, as opposed to maybe just five years ago, you had to go to your physician for something as simple as maybe blood pressure. Um, but now, you know, I, I can have a, you know, wireless blood pressure cuff on my desk um, or, uh, you know, there's a little $80 ECG for that I can do of my heart and it can look at six parameters. So what was, you know, totally in the realm of you had to go into the ivory palace, you can actually do at home and then that gives you the ability to have your own personal dashboard as opposed to that only that one time where you go see the physician and you know hope that that signal shows up at that one moment and i want to start our conversation today about what you talk about which is this predictive analytics let's start there and then i'm going to ask you to kind of um demystify some of the buzzwords around ai and um, big data and how they can actually be friend not foe sure so you know this predictive capability is I mean, it's pretty simple, right? I mean, when you have enough data, you can sort of see what's going to happen next for the most part. Um, and or, 
you know, if your temperature is rising, you know, and then goes above a threshold, right? It's the system will then alert you to your temperature is rising, but we're not monitoring ourselves regularly. So, but if you're wearing a, a wearable, which is constantly sort of in the background taking measurements, it can say to you, hey, you know, your sleep really didn't, you, <laughs> you didn't go well last night. Um, you should not work out as hard today as you were maybe planning to mentally in your own mind. Um, so there are these systems out there that are monitoring you that can sort of alert you to what you may not, you know, totally realize yourself. Um, you know, I've talked to, uh, uh, different individuals where they show that, uh, their temperature has been rising. And that was a way they could actually identify that they were getting sick before they actually manifested all the symptoms of getting sick. Because we don't feel sick until our temperature gets high enough that our body then reacts. A beautiful story. And I love the way that I uh, read your book was fantastic because I think whether you come to it from a science background or an absolute layperson, um, you you story tell so well and you bring into your book so many examples that we're familiar with. And so we really understand what you're talking about. And you gave an incredible story about the movie Moneyball and you talked about Moneyball medicine. Um, I'd love for you to just uh, share a little bit of that story and how it relates to um, AI in health. So if and I would recommend that people see the movie if they don't want to read the book, right? Because Brad Pitt's in it and it's, a, you know, uh, Jonah Hill and it, it is really a great movie. But the whole premise of the movie is all about how do we use data to analyze players in all different situations, their batting, their catching, et cetera, to then assemble a team that you may never even think about assembling. But in the end, the data shows that this team will perform admirably. Um, and the Oakland A's went very far in that process. And if you look at, I think, almost any sports team now, you know, they may have great scouts, but the data speaks for itself. And all the teams are using some level of data analytics to be able to pick the players and put them in the right positions. Um, the same thing goes if you take that same analogy and think about it from a medicinal or health perspective, right? The data itself sort of helps you optimize how you'll manage a patient or the data around a patient indicate like an early onset of a disease. Um, there are different systems now, let's say in a intensive care unit where you know all the beeps and the boops and the sounds that are going on will alert a physician to say, this pa the patient in bed number eight in the next 48 to 72 hours has a high, a high probability of crashing. So you should do something now to intervene. And when, when it comes to, um, you know, the sub tools within the AI that you talk about in your book, are we ultimately trying to distill the human brain and all of the knowledge from the medical field and then marry it with big data to 
Uh, is it to speed up the learning? Is it to serve more people? What is the benefit of, I guess, sharing our valuable personal data to AI so that we can all benefit from it? Because again, you know, every I guess we all want the benefit, but we are all cautious about the sheer volume of personal data. Yeah, I, well, it's all of the above. If if I had to really, I mean, if I look at all the examples, it really is all of the above. I mean, there's the personal aspect of the artificial intelligence systems or software that I end up liking are the ones that translate the information into just, I get it. Like, I don't need to be a doctor to be able to understand that something is going on. And it makes it easy for me to sort of interpret all that data in an easy to understand way. Um, for the medical community, it's a way to sort of, you can look at many different data points and it distills it down for you. And you might not notice that this thing is headed in the, the wrong direction. From a diagnostic perspective, it's a way to help diagnose people much faster and much more accurately than the human might, right? Um, you know, humans get tired. <laughs> right, we're there's fallible. We make mistakes. We're I mean, there's, yeah, just, there's so many examples of medical errors uh, from just the human fallibility, and we certainly saw that with the pandemic, with you know the the overburdening of the healthcare sector. Uh, I'm sure that you know um, that would have hugely impacted accuracy and efficacy. Yeah, and and what you, what you see is these technologies helping right not not replacing but helping sort of identify things faster more accurately and in cahoots with like a human being to make that next level decision to to be able to manage that patient better and and get them a say more of a specific treatment that they would then benefit from or what my favorite part of this is the identification of disease before it fully manifests so if I can see something happen before it or starting to happen before it fully happens, maybe I can change its course. So if we're talking about what's here now and what you would recommend to our audience, what are some of the things that we can um, and we should avail ourselves to immediately? What are some of the apps that you love? Uh, what are some of the um, health markers that you think we should be measuring and sharing with our medical um, practitioner or just having for our own personal dashboards? So th there's a couple, you know, first of all, I think there's a whole area of remote patient monitoring that is growing, that if you're a patient with a chronic disease um, and your primary care, you know, sort of gets on one of these systems, what happens is a box of technology shows up at your home. And it's very simple things, but it's associated with your illness. And then every time you take a measurement, it will automatically show up in the physician's system. So you can get more, they'll be more up to date than waiting for you to go see them. So I mean, I highly recommend that people should ask their physician if they're planning on going to a remote patient monitoring system. But if you're a healthy individual and you want to sort of stave off things or make sure that you're on the, the right path, there's you can start off as simple as a, a wireless scale, right? Mm -hmm. And these wireless scales don't just take your weight. They'll take, you know, 
your heartbeat. They, they might give you an idea of uh, cardiac health. Mine does, um, which is from a company called Withings. Um, if you believe that you have a heart condition in your family, I would go out and get a, a blood pressure cuff, a wireless one that you know hooks up to your phone um, so that you can monitor it. And you notice that if it's going in the wrong direction, you know that might tell you, look, a little bit more exercise, maybe a little less salt in your diet, so just sort of so you don't end up on medication. Um, I personally love my, there's an app on my phone called AutoSleep that hooks up to my Apple Watch. And that's sort of my bellwether about how well did I sleep the night before. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson.